All right, so welcome to another episode of Let's Gold. We're super excited to be here today. Today, once again, we have a very special guest, and she's a great individual, a great person, a great human, a great family member, a great parent, a great businesswoman. You know, we're so happy to have her here because we want to really um, just talk about how she is being able to take advantage of the COVID situation, but also while there's been a lot of challenges that have been placed in our in front of us, she's been able to very much take uh, initiative in creating and giving back to the community. So today I'd like to welcome um, Natalie, and please help me with your last name because I want to just make sure I'm not butchering it. So please, how do you pronounce your full name? Namako, Natalie Namako. Okay, Natalie Namako. So today we're going to be talking about COVID-19 parenting, preschool education, mental health, and really, we're here talking to a serial entrepreneur, self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur who wears many hats, but more importantly, somebody that really wants to give back to the community and help out. So please, Natalie, tell us a bit about yourself. So yes, I'm a self-proclaimed uh, serial entrepreneur. My, my brain never stops working and is always coming up with creative um, and new ideas most of which I don't act on. However, many I do act on. Um, so uh, along with, you know, my regular nine to five full-time job, I have um, a few different side hustles. And then I also have uh, a, a, another business. Um, I'm a mom of two boys. One is three and one is five. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about what I do, a little bit of everything. Having two boys in and of itself is a full-time job, so I can only imagine how challenging that is. So please, just right as we start off, you know, before we even talk about a bit about what you do, like how has this whole experience been? You have two young children um, and going through a pandemic, you know, going through a situation where the whole um, you know, economy and just you know, school and many different things have been shut down. How have you been adjusting with that? It's been, it's been crazy. It's been hectic. It's been, uh, you know, a lot of pressure very quickly. Like everything happened so fast. So it was really a matter of just like acting quick on my feet to try to figure things out, like between, you know, um, work and then the school, uh, the, the, my, my children go to a Montessori school. So their school, um, you know, shutting down pretty, you know, much immediately when everything started, um, having to figure out their schedules and, you know, my schedule, my husband's schedule. It was, it was crazy and hectic. A very, very, very um, uh, time of pressure and just, uh, you know, having to figure it out quickly. Okay. So, you know, the very interesting part about this is it says entrepreneurs were made for uncertainty. If you're an entrepreneur, you're already always kind of, you know, used to being uncomfortable. So for a lot of stories that I've been hearing about people coming up with, you know, great ideas and finding ways to kind of turn the negative, negative situation, actually doing something great out of it. What was your mindset when you seen, okay, this is going on in the world right now. How do I kind of, you know, position myself to kind of, kind of at least benefit from it or do something that could benefit other people? Right. Well, for me, it was initially um, my brain just kind of flipped into uh, a mode of, OK, how I'm, I'm going to be home with my two young children. I have to also work. They are going to be out of school. So how am I going to keep them busy? How am I going to keep them entertained? How am I going to keep them learning was like the most important thing, because 
now they're just going to be home and I didn't want them to be, you know, stuck on their devices or, you know, just doing nothing. So it was a matter of figuring out a way of keeping them um, engaged and keeping them learning. So I, I basically just came up with a, a bunch of, um, you know, worksheets, a bunch of um, uh, uh, games as well, like learning games um, that I could introduce to them um, while they were home. I also put them on a schedule. I came up with a schedule that had them, you know, from right when they woke up, brushing their teeth, making their bed, all the way down to, you know, bath time and bedtime at nighttime, um, which helped them uh, learn about time because now they had to be accountable to a certain time on their schedule. And it, it, um, it helped me through the day. So these activities and then putting them on a schedule is something that I came up with rather quick on the fly. Um, and their school had started uh, a, uh, an app where we were to upload videos and pictures of the kids, you know, doing, doing activities through the day and whatnot. So I started, you know, putting their stuff in the app, but I also started putting stuff on my own personal Instagram, just of, you know, the activities that we were going through through the day and how we were making it through the day. And I got so much interest from other parents on, um, you know, how you're what I was doing busy. with the kids and okay, how so I was keeping them busy. Let me just stop. I'm just going to recap it. Just so anybody who's following right now. So we go into lockdown because of the pandemic. You know, you have two boys that, you know, normally sometimes will be gone to daycare during part of the day. Okay, but your kids now are home. So while they're home, you know, immediately you turn to, okay, I'm going to be home with them. I need to give them a positive routine. So give them some structure. You know, I have to kind of put them on a schedule and then I have to keep them busy. But not just with technology. What you wanted to do was find productive things that they can do throughout the day so it could fit through their schedule so they're not just playing all day. Right. So part of the school's recommendation was also for you to use an app to post some of the things that you had the kids doing. So you started then some of the things that you've already created for the kids, you started posting it not only to the classroom site or app, but you also started putting on your personal um, app. And then, okay, <laughs> now we're all caught up. I'm just trying to catch up so we don't, we don't, we don't fall behind. Okay. Slow me down. Anytime you want to slow me down, slow me down. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was um, a lot of interest from parents that wanted to know what I was doing and more more importantly where I was getting my resources from. Um, so it was and and my resources were um, you know printouts that I created um, you know uh, for with my son's name on it for example, helping him write his name, penmanship, um, number charts, uh, shapes for the little one puzzle pieces and these were all things that I created I have a design background as mm. well um, so I'm familiar with like basic graphic design and whatnot so I, it was easy for me to put together these worksheets and um, like alphabet cards and, and whatnot for them to work through um, and then also I wanted to kind of keep it in line with what they were doing in school as well because um, the Montessori program is a little bit different and they do things a little bit different when it comes to reading and numbers and whatnot. So I wanted to make sure that I was trying to keep them as best as I could in line with what they were doing in school. Um, so because of that, I did have to create a lot of my own material. Um, and yeah, parents just really wanted to know where I was getting my resources from and where I was getting the worksheets from and the activities. Um, and that's where the PAL project came in. 
Okay, so let's stop there because I know schools also sent home resources for kids to be doing. They sent home workbooks and, you know, because I also do a lot of work in education. So I noticed like schools, we were, schools were sending home things for kids to do. Why didn't you just do those things? Why did well, you have to create your own? I, I think when you're dealing with toddlers and preschoolers, that wasn't happening. Mm. And it wasn't happening right away. Okay. It wasn't moving quick enough for me to keep these, these two busy, like right away. I needed something right now. And it wasn't even the app that they had set up. Um, it, it took a couple of weeks for them to get that in motion. So I, I, my, I needed something right away. And again, dealing with toddlers and preschoolers, there wasn't anything coming for them. I think the focus for the, the, the boards and what, what, whatnot were the older kids That's and it. getting the older kids their work where the little ones in daycare and, you know, preschool were not. It's more just play and, you know, trying to keep them engaged that way. And yeah. Maybe, okay. So you didn't have much to work with. So, no. or it was taking long for the system to provide that. So rather you went out and you kind of, with your design background, you started, you know, kind of doing some of your own critical research and started producing this material for the kids. Okay, so let's talk about the PAL project. We know how it started now. What is the PAL project? So the, the PAL project is basically a resource box. It's a box of activities for kids. Um, uh, age dependent on the age uh you know from like two three four and then five so from like two to five um it's basically a box of resources that you can use with your kids so there's for example a shape card where kids will learn their shapes it mm -hmm. also just comes with peel off stickies so it's kind of like a puzzle so you take off all the pieces the child has to put all the pieces back while they're doing that, they're learning. It comes with something like this, which is a, a name card. So the child's name is customized and personable to the child as well. So mm. the child gets familiar with spelling your name as well as writing your name. Everything is, is, is laminated. It comes with the, um, the uh, dry erase markers, um, everything that you need in the kit. There's nothing that you won't need for the little ones little number cards like this that help them learn their numbers, but as well, it helps them with their pin, their pincher fingers because it comes with a little clothespin. They have to pin the numbers on. They know that this is the number three. They have to pin three clothespins on the number three before they can go on to the next one. Little cards like this, games like this, matching cards where it's big A, small A, and an apple. So there, the, the activities that I've come up with to put into the box are very um, multi-purpose. Um, you can do different things with them. There's different games as well. So it's not, it's not um, you know, learn, 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 learn. There's a lot of activities in there as well that are games that will be fun for the child. But in that fun, they are learning as well. So okay. that, it, that's basically what the POW Project is. It's just a combination of activities and games that keep kids learning and engaged through this like crazy difficult time. What does the box look like? Do you have the box already kind of? Um... Oh, I didn't bring a box with me. Okay, okay, okay. All right, no, no, it looks very engaging. Actually, it looks, I'm looking at it, it looks super cool. I think it's very, like, just very relevant in terms of, you know, the times and parents just needing resources, right? 
So how can parents get this? Is it more you guys are delivering or you're mailing it out to families um, or ordering, ordering online? So it can be ordered online. Um, through Instagram, I'm at, uh, at uh, this is pal. Um, also on Facebook, um, there is a group or page called this is pal as well. I am on Etsy. Um, this is Pow on Etsy as well. Um, and the orders come through Etsy or through uh, DMs on Instagram. Um, once the orders come through, we do put everything together and then I mail the, the orders out or I mail the kit out. So I've, I've sent kits as far as uh, Nova Scotia. Um, I've even sent, sent kits into the US. Okay, and the, the very important thing is everything is customizable. So you know, you tell us the name of the child and then we kind of put together the, the, the and how long, what is the turnover? How long does it take for you to kind of get that prepared to send out? Usually within five to seven days, okay. um, I can get the kit out and it's, it's uh, usually the, the client will have the kit in their hands by okay. a seven to 10 day mark, depending on the mail. Okay. You know what? Let's talk about serial entrepreneurship because this is an amazing project that you have right here because I'm really just kind of listening to it and not only did you solve a problem for yourself but you were able to see that once you've solved this problem you could actually add a business model to it and actually get it out to other people so create the same solution and then kind of you know kind of have it and just repeat the same step for other people to benefit from it how did you get into the mindset of thinking like that because a lot of times people will solve our problems and just not think about it any anymore and just kind of focus on it how did you kind of think next step to it um, well, I, it was, it was pretty easy because I figured once I created the template, so once I created all of the worksheets, um, it was just a matter of printing, uh, laminating, putting together all the bits and pieces that the box needed and then mailing it out. So it was just streamlining. Um, once I was able to, to streamline and just in my head understand that it was not a difficult process to actually put the kit to, together um, or work intensive process to put the kit together, then I was like, okay, yeah, I can definitely, you know, expand to a wider group of people. Originally, it was really just people who contacted me um, for information or outright said i want i want what you have what you're doing i want that right. how can you get that to me um so that's how it it started but in that process it, it it's you know again it just came very easy putting it together and the template was already there so i the, the, the next step for me the only next step that i thought for me with my serial entrepreneur mind frame was to expand it to wider group of people you know what um and that is the true definition of entrepreneurship you know being able to see a problem figure out a solution for yourself if it applies to you but then also finding a way to you know apply a, a solid business model to it and this is no better time there is no better time to kind of come up with this idea and i'm sure even following this you're still going to have a large uh, market base of people to kind of continue to provide such resources for them so i mean your child, your children use this pro product themselves. So give us some tips, you know, like I know you part of creating this for your kids and I'm sure you've learned a lot of things about how to kind of just support kids, especially during this time. And, and also speaking with other parents, um, as you've been working with people, right? Give us some tips that parents who are listening right now could kind of take in terms of 
how to support kids during this time and also prepare them for going back to school or not going back to school? I think, I think honestly, the most important um, thing for me that really has helped me through as well as helped um, my boys through is the scheduling. Um, the scheduling is so important. And again, it holds them accountable and it teaches them accountability. If they know that it's nine o'clock and at nine o'clock, they're supposed to be having breakfast. Um, you know, my boys would come to me and be like, mommy, what, what can we do now? Or, um, mommy, I want to color or I want to do some drawing or some cutting. I would send them to their schedule and I'd be like, take a look at the schedule, look at the time. Right. And again, they're, they're both learning time. So we would work together on them understanding what time it was and comparing that time to their schedule, and then seeing what was on their schedule for that time slot. Um, it also gave them something to look forward to because they would look forward to, you know, at two o'clock was their walk. We would go for a walk. So they would look forward to two o'clock being their walk time. They knew that before their walk, they had to have a nap. After they woke up, then we would go for a walk at two o'clock. So it gave them something to look forward to. They know they had their work time, and then they had their creative time. Um, so during work time, they're doing their work, but they're now looking forward to doing something creative, something more fun that they want to they, they do, right? So that really um, was important. And I found that that really helped keep things in order. Um, and for my own mental state and capacity, it kept things, kept things together for both me okay. and the boys. So I think what you're mentioning is, you know, having you being prepared for the kids every day and putting them on a positive routine is the greatest advice that you have right now in terms of how they create a structure. Because at that age, you know, three and five, they're going to preschool. It's a routine there. That's what kids are learning, you know, how to kind of come in, go through their day, play time, you know, sleep, nap time, you know, do activities. So you were able to continuously provide that for the kids at home. And because you were able to do that, you were able to kind of, cope well with the ongoing um, crisis yeah. that we're in. So my next question is, are you, for September that we're going, are you planning to have the kids go back to school? Well, that was, that was a tough one. It was a challenge <laughs> for me to decide. Um, but yes, my boys are going back to school in okay. September. Um, the, their school has been open actually since the end of July. Um, so technically I could have sent them back. Um, I just wanted to wait and see how the school was, was managing the changes and what mm -hmm. changes they were going to be implementing um, before I made a decision. And, um, you know, they've made, they've made significant changes to the, you know, the, the protocol, pickups, drop-offs. Um, you know, they're, teach they're, they're teaching the kids about social distancing. Um, there's the class sizes as well. Uh, they, they've always been kind of small, but they've reduced them a little bit more. Um, they have siblings rooms set, set up. Um, so they've made a lot of changes within the school where I'm comfortable enough to send, to, to send them back. You know what? And that's good. It's good to hear that because I'm sure people who are listening, there's a lot of people that are still trying to make this decision for themselves. So you kind of, you know, reviewing this a bit will help some people who are listening. So, I mean, you wear many different hats, you know, how are you able to balance your time? But first of all, let's just talk about the many the different businesses that you have, you know, Please tell us about some of your your businesses are uh, that you're in that you have set up. Okay, so um, Notions DNA was my one one of my first, um, and 
uh, I'm a certified brow specialist. So basically that means I do, um, I do eyebrows. So I do microblading and uh, henna services on the brows. Mm-hmm. Um, so that with COVID had to stop completely. So I'm just now slowly starting to introduce that back in. Um, my other baby is uh, the petal pop-up. Um, mm-hmm. And the petal pop-up is uh, a floral design, um, DIY floral design workshop um, experience. Um, so basically what that was pre-COVID was we would get groups of people together um, in, you know, in public spaces and private spaces and corporate spaces to do and make floral um, arrangements. Very okay. therapeutic, very mindful activity, um, which provided people with something outside of the box to do, something that they wouldn't normally do. Um, so that's what we did. When COVID hit, we couldn't do our group activities anymore. So we had to quickly pivot. Um, and in that pivot, we started doing virtual workshops, which worked, uh, w- worked really well. Um, we would deliver DIY floral kits to people's homes and they would log in via Zoom and we would walk them through. Another thing that we added to, to our um, menu with the petal pop-up was plants. Um, okay. Because everybody was staying home, we found that um, more people were interested in becoming plant parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and my partner and I, we've always had plants and we've always kind of displayed our plants and talked about our plants, but we never actually, that wasn't actually a part of our business model until COVID. We introduced it into the business and we started providing people with tropical plants to bring into their home um, to care for um, and as well just providing people with tips on how to care for them and you know what the plants need and whatnot. And we found that a lot of people really crave for this, um, this nature, bringing outside indoors because That's we it. couldn't go outside. Plant parents. I like, I like the way you say it because, you know, it, gives, it is a responsibility. That's what I was just telling you earlier. My plant had passed, you know, so I guess it had died because I wasn't really taking care of it. And I think my problem was I wasn't positioning it to get enough exposure to the sun. But anyhow, that's condo life. Um, but that's amazing. And hopefully I'm going to be getting a plant. So right behind there, I'm going to have a plant kind of put up and it's super important because I like how you have your setup there. It's making me a bit jealous. No, but really, I think everything you've spoken about is just so great because a lot of times, you know, we've seen the whole economy shift, you know, opportunities that existed prior are no longer there. Businesses have shut down. You've not only pivoted, but you've found ways to even add on new services. Um, you found ways to, you know, continue to build your your um your your businesses and find new needs that people need right and continue to kind of supply that and you know you've created the power project also during this covid um so really i just want like to thank you because i know this is just very inspirational just listening to you i feel like i gotta hustle more you know and really kind of because even doing more sometimes even helps with um just having being occupied with something that's productive rather than you know staying home and you know a lot of times we've been like watching a lot of Netflix and doing a lot of unproductive right, you things. So you get caught in the cycle. In in neg- you get caught in that negative cycle. So rather, you know, than, you know, kind of being in that cycle, you've done a lot of positive things that not only rewarded you, you know, your own mental health, but also financially. Let's talk about mental health now, because you spoke about 
having the kids do this, you know, being an entrepreneur, doing all this stuff kind of helped you in your own mental health. So let's talk a bit about that. How important is that um, to everything that you're doing? You know, how important is your, how, how does that affect your mental health as a whole? Well, I always, I always feel like if I'm not mentally here, I, I can't be, I can't be there for my, my children. I can't be there for my husband. So I, I have to make sure or try my best to keep myself um, and my mind busy and my mind mentally healthy in order for me to be able to provide for my family and then also my friends and people that just, you know, depend on me, people that look up to what I'm doing and look up to what I, I've become. Um, it's very important for me to kind of maintain that, that mental health. So I try to find you know, any way possible that um, I can to help, um, you know, relax me, help keep me, help keep me sane. You know what? And you're sane right there. So by keeping yourself a bit busy, kind of creating a routine for the kids, that kind of helped you also kind of create a routine for yourself by creating a home environment that, you know, is conducive of just positive mental health. You know, you guys have plans set up and all these different things. It's kind of helping you as a whole, just kind of cope with the ongoing pandemic and just really just, be a better person for yourself, your kids, and everybody else around you. So, and that's amazing. I think that's really, that's a great balance to have. And I'm glad that you're able to kind of be, um, share that with us today. So one of the, one of the a big question right now is, you know, there's a lot of excitement, in, but also anxiety for parents as, you know, we're thinking about school reopening, right? So um, what are your true feelings about, you know, you know, like if a parent doesn't want to, you know, send a kid back, do you think the PAL project could keep kids busy enough at home can you keep the, the material coming enough so that the kids are okay? You know, I want you to kind of tell us exactly. Do we have enough of this content to hold out? Because we, we might go locked down again. We might get locked down again, right? So do we have enough content to keep the kids busy? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's all age, um, depending on the, the child's age, right? That's kind of how I cater the boxes. Um, and the activities, like I said, they're multi-purpose. So one activity will have three, four, five different uses um, and kind of would start off as a basic, but then as it, it increases, the, the challenge increases um, either as the child gets through the activity or as they grow older, they can introduce different pieces to that same activity. So um, in terms of content, I, I constantly am coming up with new content. Okay. And of course, I try them with my boys first to see how they engage and how they like it and how it works with them before I introduce it to the kid. Um, and I mean, parents have reached out to me and said, you know, their child's struggling with the alphabet or struggling with writing their numbers. And I would put something together and send it to them that could help them with that. So I'm, I'm not, I, I have to say, I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm not a trained teacher. I, that's not my background. I just do what's best for, you know, my kids and what's best for my family. And I, 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 I would urge parents to do the same. Listen, you, know you know what? I, I would not, you are a teacher because you're the first teacher for the children, right? And kids go to school. That's part of the education, right? But it's, primary responsibility for learning is actually parents so you're taking control so you are the primary teacher for the kids you know because even when homework is sent home who does it with them so why not also create it right so you've taken it above right. and beyond and actually had 
and take are taking the lead on this because as you said when school closed you didn't have material immediately for month for a couple of weeks actually right so right. you've taken you've taken upon that role and i'm sure a lot of people are now also rewarding you financially for because we have to take independence over the learning of our kids and i think that's the most um important part and that's what the power project is about right putting them learning in the hands of parents and being able to kind of customize you know material for kids to kind of meet their individual needs and i think that's super important especially during this time where some kids are not getting as much of one thing or another because they're not in school and even with school returning we know it's not going to be the same because of you know the limited movement around, there's no this, there's no that. So we know that the curriculum and all these things are also being changed. So if you could get, if you anybody listening right now, if you're looking for additional things to kind of supplement uh, or close the gaps for the kids, please reach out to the PAL project. And we're gonna include your links in our bio so that people could be able to reach out and get some of these great resources. So, I mean, you're doing all of this right now. I mean, as we end off our session, I want to end it off on a powerful note, you know, because I think a lot of times, you know, we need to put this positivity out there because there's many people who are listening say, wow, she's great. Wow, she's doing this, she's doing that. But how do you manage everything? And what do you say to a person who's watching that wants to do, has ideas, wants to try it out, but might not think they're ready to even start? What do you have to say to somebody who's listening? Just do it. Just do it. Start and, and go for it. Don't, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something or you can't do it. Everything is worth a try. Some things will fail. Some things will, will, will make it. But you won't know unless you try and you take that step. There's a lot of people that sit on ideas for years until somebody else comes with it and it's a, it turns into a would have, could have, should have situation. Try not to have that. You don't want that. If you think of something or you want to do something, go for it. Try it and, and push forward. You know what? It's super. Everybody needs a friend like you, you know, somebody who's doing things, <laughs> somebody who's a hustler, because then it's so easy, right? To kind of take that leap of faith. So anybody who's listening right now, Natalie's telling you she's done it. She started multiple businesses. So it is possible for you to even do it at any time. And even during a pandemic yeah. where you are limited on time, you're home, you're busy, you have kids, young kids, but you're still finding creative ways to not only help yourself, but help people. And I think that is the magic of you know having positive mental health because then it keep, gives you the clear mind that you need to always be able to react when it's most important. And that is the beauty of it. So please, how can somebody contact you once again if they're looking for your products? Um, you could just kind of end off with that just to kind of let us know how we could reach out to you or how somebody could even talk to you and consult just about you know kind of yeah. creating some customizable material. Best way is through Instagram. Um... Again, it's at This Is Pow on, on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Um, you can reach out to me there in my DMs. However you feel, feel uh, you know, comfortable. If you have questions about the Pow Project or, you know, you just want to get some more information, feel free to reach out to me. Okay, that's amazing. I also encourage everybody to get a plant. That beautiful plant behind her. I'm about to get one myself. So hopefully everybody listening not only takes advantage of the power project, but get yourself a plant, bring some nature inside and let's improve our mental health. Thank you very much for being here with us today. And we're super, super thankful. And hopefully when you have more business ideas, you can come back and talk to us about it. Thank, Thank you. you. All right.